Your sensors are correct. Do not adjust your heading. Your heading. You've discovered the Omega Particle. Streaming to the Alpha Quadrant and beyond. 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 Here's your host. The anchorman of the Federation. The doctor of Dilithium. This is Jonathan Wiegand. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the Omega Particle. It's OPP, and you know me. It is your host, Jonathan Wiegand, and we are quarantined down again. I just recently got done doing an Instagram Live kind of video showcasing um, who's behind the mic and kind of the whole process behind it and kind of this a little preview episode. So um, I'll be doing that again in the future. So if you want to get in front of that and see that kind of sneak peek, please um, follow me on Instagram. The handle is at Omega uh, at Omega Particle Podcast at Omega Particle Podcast. This is going to be unlike any episode I've ever done. We are in isolation creation mode here in the OPP headquarters, and I will be not editing this video. I will be letting it roll. I've got my Gatorade. I've got my Johnny Walker. I've got my notes. We're gonna we're gonna hit and hit and run hit and run again. <laughs> apologize for not editing. I just think it would be a little bit more intimate way to show you can see like the whole process behind it. And if I ramble, some of my ramblings may stay in. So I'm sorry if I circle myself. However, this won't be like all the other episodes. It'll just a new thing kind of exploring. Again, I don't do this for my day job, so I'm just having fun. And this is me having fun with it. So a lot has been going on in the world. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you're going through, but remember, we'll get through this. We're stronger together than we are apart. And in the words of the immortal Picard, sometimes you can commit no mistakes and still lose. That's just life. And personally, for me, I've been going through a lot this week. Um, Again, that's probably why there's a delay on content coming out this week. Just a lot of personal stuff. And... It's just been, well, it's been tumultuous, to be honest. So I've uh, kind of picking myself back up and I love podcasting and I love talking about Trek. So this is a great way to get started. And um, shout out to all the Storms Brothers out there. You guys are definitely family and I couldn't do this without you. So today we'll be talking about some of my favorite infectious virus Star Trek episodes at the end of the episode. I think that's just a cool um, thing because there are a lot of good ones out there. And it shows so much about science and kind of expansion and exploration. You're going to get diseases that you come in contact with. So, of course, there's a lot. Um, And then also we're going to cover some news. There's so much news going on in the Star Trek world right now. And then also some big theories as well. Um, Now, these news, if you watched Instagram video, which was probably Instagram live video, it's probably about four or five minute video. I covered all this news super quick, but I'm going to go over them in detail here just to go through the nuts and bolts. And here we go. So one of the coolest things I've ever seen, and I'm sure a lot of you have seen this um, because you're just Trek fans. Um, is that Patrick Stewart announced that he was going to let people watch Picard on CBS All Access for free. And they were giving out a free month of CBS All Access. And if you use the 
coupon code GIFT, G-I-F-T, not GIFT, if you pronounce that wrong, <laughs> like the GIF, it's GIFT, G-I-F-T. You will get a free month of CBS All Access. And now they have all um, Star Trek on there. So I think there's over like 500 hours. So if you're unemployed or you're quarantined, I know a great way to waste some time. <laughs> so I think that's um, a lot of fun. And I would definitely check it out. And if you never had the opportunity to watch some great series like DS9 or or Discovery or Voyager, this is a great time to check it out. And um, yeah, and so the biggest part of the news to me is that that there is pretty much a confirmed Seven of Nine spinoff coming from Picard. Now, I haven't done the review yet for Episode 9 and Episode 10. I'm actually going to do a massive one episode review because um, episode nine, episode 10 are kind of like split and I'm just going to do a massive one review. I'll announce that here and I'll go through that and it'll be, um, I'll go through that and it'll be fun to do. It's just so much information that I, I can't really split it up. I think it's better to do it all in one episode. So um, yeah, but at the end of episode nine, I believe I'm not going to spoil episode 10 the season finale, but, um, episode nine, we see that, um, seven of nine is with the Borg and she's like, I have this mission and we'll, uh, liberate and take care of the XBs across the universe. And I think that would be a BA show to do because it could incorporate more of the Borg, which according to the last episode, they're back and no one really failed to talk about that. So it's like, okay, the Borg are back, but We'll, we'll cover that and then I guess in the future. So this would be a great future scenario to do is to have a purely um, Borg seven of nine kind of show. And maybe the villain just kind of is weaved through and it's not the main purpose of the show because we know she wants to help out the XB. So I think that'd be a great show because I know it was kind of a risk to bring Jerry Ryan back in. Um, she's done a few things since Voyager, but not nowhere near the, the level of um, the level of kind of stardom that she had with Voyager. So it's very cool that they're, um, they're going to bring her back and um, or it's very cool that they're giving her own show now. So um, I guess the, the riskiness paid off and they're, it's going to be a success. And I think Elnor is going to join her and um, yeah. And I mean, he does say in the show, like I've found the most hopeless cause of all when talking about the XP. So it makes sense. And I mean, with seven, you have that instant emotional connection. So it's not like you'd have to fake build it like they've tried with Picard a couple times. So it'd be great. And also for me, it'd be an awesome opportunity to see some of the Voyager cast get some love. I mean, again, like, you know, we really don't know what happened to some of the beloved cast like Tom Paris or Harry Kim or, or Captain Jane. We know, we know she became an admiral, but I mean, we don't really know else besides that. So I think it'd be cool to kind of see everybody um, what's after the 25 years, you know, like you're back, but what's been going on? And so, because I would have never guessed that seven is some ranger in the neutral zone protecting and advocating for people. So that's just my guess. I think it'd be, um, it'd be neat to see. So I was going to play clip, but since we're not editing in, I'm not going to play any clips. And if you hear me drinking, I am, Drinking, of course, Gatorade and also some Johnny Walker here. So if you hear that, my apologies. But again, 
We're just letting it ride. Isolation creation. There's no uh, no editing now. It's just all. It is what it is. Hmm. Delicious. I'm not getting paid for any of this, by the way. <laughs> if I was, I'd, I'd be a very different feeling about this COVID-19 thing. So another big um, news is that um, there's some sources that came out years ago. Not years ago, Jonathan. They came out months ago about the Captain Pike and Enterprise show that CBS was working on this and it was kind of under wraps, but they were going to do a Captain Pike show, kind of like in the same vein of, vein of Picard. And that now those sources are telling us that they're going to do a massive, massive crossover series with all of the new Trek. Now, as we know, there's probably, let's see, there's Picard, there's Discovery, there's also the upcoming Section 31, and there's the upcoming Christopher Pike show. So they're going to take all four shows and do this massive crossover event. Now, if anybody remembers, years and years ago, they did something called The Defenders on Netflix, and they had um, great shows, individual shows like Daredevil, um, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Iron Fist. Now, Iron Fist was just terrible, but they kind of combined all these superheroes and say, hey, we're part of the MCU, but we're on TV and we might be in the big Avengers movie one day. And the Defenders show was just so awful. It was about dragon bones or something random like that. And it was just, gosh, it was terrible. And it really tanked the whole Defenders and Netflix MCU franchise and tanked it so hard that they, that Disney was like, no, 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 Netflix, we're not taking that. You're not part of the MCU. You're not canon. You're just some frivolous thing. So I think it's an incredibly gigantic gamble by CBS to do this crossover episode. Because first off, we know they're going to do this crazy time travel shenanigans to bring in every one of the four shows I mentioned. So we're going to have some crazy premise that's not realistic, first off. And then we're going to have all these competing head of like protagonists, like competing for airtime. It's it's not the Avengers. Like I think what Marvel did caught lightning in a bottle and they're riding that lightning. And I don't think it can be reproduced. And if you don't believe me, just watch the Justice League movies, people. I mean, really, Batman versus Superman and Martha, that's my mom's name. And I mean, it's it's hard to replicate that. And I really hope Trek isn't doing that. And if they do, like, now I will give them a little leeway because of the writers of Picard. Picard was so good and the writing was so excellent. Now, it's not perfect. There have been issues with it, as I mentioned in my last review. However, if these people can do... I don't know, maybe I'm more more able to give them kind of a a little bit of a of a break and a little bit of a leash to be like, okay, let's see what you got. And hopefully it's just not terrible. But I just don't want any shows to get killed and I don't want it to tank the Star Trek franchise because it's blossoming and it's blooming right now and I want to enjoy it and it's making money. And let's keep it that way because I, uh, I've been tired of watching those golden age of Trek reruns and I want some new stuff, but also, um, a little bit of bad news because we had some really fun news with those last two stories, but a little bit of bad news is that discovery season three has been delayed 
due to COVID-19 and to be expected. Um, they say they have the principal photography done on Discovery Season 3. However, um, a lot of the production has come up with issues and and the crew have come up with issues, and rightfully so because of social distancing and et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know. And uh, the actor, um, his last name's Wilson. I think he plays a doctor. He He made some Instagram stories about it and said that it will be delayed, but sometime in 2020 we'll get it. And I think to dispel these rumors, Trek released just this couple days ago, released this um, tr- like teaser trailer of a couple seconds for Discovery Season 3. So I think they're trying to kind of weed out to be like, hey guys, like we're still out here. We're still kind of have fun and um, we're still going to have the show, but it may be a while. So it might be, because I was watching the finale with my wife and I was like, we might not have a good track or a track, good or bad, for maybe a year. And that's kind of scary because uh, now it's kind of like, all right, now we got no new content. So, um, yeah, I'm just kind of curious to see what they're going to do with that. But, um, again, people's safety is of the utmost importance. We can survive um, as long as the cast and crew of Discovery is safe. I think that's all that matters. So moving on into the theory part of the episode And again, we're not doing any special effects or sound effects this episode. We're just purely just running it, cutting it, letting loose, having fun. Hope everyone's having a good time. This is a Saturday uh, or Sunday, should I say. I'm recording around midnight, March 29th. We're just having fun. That was the Gatorade. (laughs) It wasn't the the Johnny Walker. Here's. oh. Oh, there we go my notes <laughs> thank you all for i just want to say thank you for all your support and listening to this um this is yeah just super relaxed uh, kind of episode but my big theory and i released this on instagram live so my main big theory when i heard this i was like yes 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 this is it i think this 110 percent. and if you've seen the picard finale it doesn't really i'm just not gonna ruin it but it this theory could still hold up Now, I normally don't do full segments on specific theories because I think it's kind of mute to do. However, however, I will like this because in episode nine, we see the sudden return of the great Brett Spiner, but he wasn't playing Data or anybody else. He was playing Alton soon, which is the biological son of Dr. Noonien soon. So since he's the biological son, it kind of made me interested to be like, okay, when did soon have kids? You know, that's why he made data and all his other Android children. And so it just seemed like they just kind of threw that fact in there. Like, willy-nilly, like, oh, yeah, soon had kids. Yeah, it's cool. No no worries about it. I'm like, but wasn't he, like, super, like, old and wrinkly and, and warty in, in TNG with, in the very early seasons of TNG? And it just doesn't seem like it was plausible that he's like, oh, yeah, he's had a biological son. Don't worry about it. It's cool. And I'm telling you right now, I think this Alton guy, I think he's lore. 
I think he's lore. <laughs> now, as the audible gasp goes around the Alpha Quadrant, as I make that theory and prediction, to me, the series so far, the first at the first season of Picard, has been solely devoted to synthetic life, and Data and his daughters have been such a large component of the show. So not to include lore in any way, not even by name or reference, I think I, I think they're holding their cards back. I think the producers are like, oh, we got something for them. Now, would we see that in season one? Maybe. I'm not spoiling anything. Will we see that in season two? I have no idea because I'm not on any official thing. So I think it's a possibility. But he's been hating, he's been hiding in plain sight. And they've mentioned B4 a lot, and they've mentioned um, a lot of other people a lot at the Nordstrom Institute and all around, but they no one's mentioned lore. And I just I just think that's kind of suspicious. Now we can play in the conspiracy game and and you can read many articles, but that's just my two cents. That's my thing, and I think it would be cool. Now, uh, Brent Spiner has said he will never play Data again, but he's never said anything about lore. So we shall see. Now, if you're thinking, well, who's lore? What is this lore person? What is he about? Because I know some of you that listen are not super, have maybe not watched TNG in a while, or maybe has not watched TNG at all. So lore is Data's android brother now he's his older brother soon made lore with as close to humanly possible that he could he made him with full emotions full emotional kind of range and lore couldn't handle the emotions he had too much um immaturity and that's the reason why data has no emotions it's to kind of the pendulum swung one way with soon too much emotion too much immaturity too much everything and now he's swung the other way with data no emotion just complete logic complete um everything so yeah um but in the past lore has done some pretty douchey things he's been kind of a bad guy in the star trek universe like um on tng he called this crystalline nnt because he was discovered like kind of taken apart on Noonie and Soon's homeworld. So they found him kind of taken apart and they brought him back together and he tried to destroy the Enterprise calling this crystalline entity to to take him out. However, it's thwarted and again... So anyway, we're, we're talking about Lore and so... Um, and Lore actually killed Dr. Noonie and Soon and took the emotional chip for Data and, and then Lore discovered this colony of, of Borg that were... Um, kind of liberated by Hugh and all of this. So, I mean, it's been a lot. <laughs> it's been a lot for um for Lore, and then um Picard finds them, and then they kind of um leave Lore dissembled, like disem- uh taken apart. And I don't know. Like once we find out after that episode of the Borg. Um, Colony and Hugh, again, we really don't know what happens to Lore. So I think it's definitely possibility that when they were trying to reconstruct Data, 
especially Bruce Maddox, that he wouldn't go and try to find Lore's body. Because again, B4 was trying to copy data. So it's like, why wouldn't they go directly to the source, directly to the brother, directly to that neural net and positronic brain inside of data? I mean, inside of Lore. So it's like, I think that's a very easy to jump for the writers to make. I think that's an easy thing to do. And it's very reasonable that Bruce Maddox would do that. And then Bruce Maddox would eventually bring that, um, bring lore to his new planet and use as a, as a basis and a foundation for all those new androids we saw. So I think it's definitely a possibility. Um, and then even make lore even more human to make him age and make him wrinkle and gray and things like that. So I, I think it's a possibility because the fact that Noon had a son that he never knew about, it's never mentioned, because even Noon, um, I'm sorry, not Noon, Soon, that Soon even shows up in Enterprise and talks to Jonathan, Captain Jonathan Archer, and he never mentions a son either. So that's how old he is at the end of TNG. If he's appearing in Enterprise... <laughs> That at the end of TNG, when Data and Laura are made, all of a sudden he has a son. And now that son is um, elderly, 20 years later after TNG. Mm, I'm not buying it. I'm just not buying it. I think that timeline's messed up. And I'm not picking that up. Um, not picking that up. So we'll see. I think that's one of my favorite favorite theories right now because you kind of shock, shock the world, Star Trek world. So we'll see. Anyway, hope everyone's doing well out there. We're kind of just having fun here in in the uh, secret bunker of the Omega Quadrant, of the Alpha Quadrant. Sorry, like I said, that we're not going to be completely perfect here. But um, because, again, we're just going to have fun and do what we do. And, yeah, I may edit this out too, fix it in post. What's the timeline on this? Ah, that'll be fine. We'll leave it on. People like, you like that stuff. <laughs> so anyway, one of my, um, getting into the other episodes that are all about, um, kind of infections and diseases and things like that. One of my favorite is a DS9 episode and it's called Babel. And again, really cool premise. If you've never watched DNC is that, um, it's a space station above this planet called Bajor and Bajor was over taken and, and kind of occupied by the Cardassians. No, not those Cardassians, the Cardassians. And it's kind of the lizard people and they're very um, just basic. I think it's a whole metaphor for the, the Jews and the Nazis and the Holocaust. Um, that's the kind of devastation we're talking about on Bajor. So um, Teroknor or Deep Space Nine, as it is now called, they it was a space station for the um, Cardassians and the Bajorans worked in its in its mine. So one day, while Chief O'Brien was working on the food replicators, he accidentally activates this device planted by these Bajoran rebels at the Cardassians. See now that backstory is important. <laughs> so and it releases this virus onto DS9. And one of the first symptoms of the virus is that you start babbling because you just start talking nonsense. And then one by one, you see it affect everybody. And, and there's always a scene of me is that 
it's a great kind of domino effect. And it's like, who's going to hit, get hit next. And then one of the best scenes in my opinion is when you, cause Dr. Bashir is trying to figure out this disease and what's happening and where's it going. And, oh my gosh. And then all of a sudden he starts babbling and now I won't ruin it for everybody, but, um, they, he can't even formulate, Bashir can't formulate an, um, an antidote before he gets the virus. So Kira has to track down these Bajoran terrorists who are still living on Bajor and say, hey, we need this antidote and helps that the virus is cured. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's a great, one of the great kind of virusy episodes for um, for Trek. Another DS9 episode is um, probably one of the better episodes too because he really brings in that Miles O'Brien um, Bashir friendship and I haven't watched DS9 in some some time but it really is kind of a great um, beginning to it hold on is a great beginning to their relationship and to their friendship. So I think it's a great episode to check out. And it's called, I think it's called The Quickening. Yeah, it's called The Quickening. And um, basically Bashir and Dax beam down to this world that's on the border of Dominion space. And they discover this disease called the Blight. And it basically causes welts and it looks very, just looks gross and infectious. And it's like red veins all over your body. And um, pretty much is that the, we find out that the Dominion, which is the big baddies of DS9 and what leads to the Dominion War, if you've never watched it, is that the Dominion affected the planet with the Blight as a punishment for resisting them. So that's how they gained control and gained and extended their empire because they just said, if you don't join us, we're going to give you this disease. And Bashir and Dax find a hospital that serves those, with, and they call it the quicken when you get it. Like, oh, you have the quicken. Um, and this the hospital just kills people, like straight out. They'd be like, well, there's nothing we can do. We just make them comfortable, and they die. And, just, and Bashir's like, no, we got to do better than that. We have to do more than that. And so he's convinced he can find a cure, and he tries to administer it, and then they all die super painfully, and it's it's awful. And then out of a sudden, he sees, he, all of a sudden, he like formulates his vaccine because he treats a mother and then her child doesn't have it. So boom, he's able to find a vaccine and isolate those blood pockets through him. So those are some great DS9 ones. Let's see what else we can find here. What's on my notes? Again, not doing the typical episode where it's all super polished and epi- and fun sounds and things like that. We're just gonna we're just gonna let it rip, y'all. Just have some have some great, great, great fun. But another one is called um, Genesis, and that's from the Next Generation. And so, Doctor Crusher gives Lieutenant Bargley a synthetic T cell, T cell, T cell to activate one of his dormant genes. And because Barclays is hypochondriac and goes nuts and always has to be checked, 
by Dr. Not Bershear, but by Dr. Crusher, is that um, he actually dominate this this dormant gene infects the rest of the crew members, and so Picard and Data are kind of away on an away mission. They come back to the Enterprise and they find everybody devolved. So like, people are swimming in bathtubs. Um, Riker's a Neanderthal, and Worf is like this primitive Klingon. So um, that's kind of wild to me to see, but um, eventually Data tries to come up with a cure and um, Picard has to kind of like play this game with this Neanderthal ancient Klingon wharf. And it's, is this really great? And it's one of the, probably one of my favorite virusy episodes. Um, it's called Genesis of TNG. So those are my three favorite episodes and um, virusy episodes. And now I know two of them were TNG and that's on purpose because I love TNG and that's my favorite Star Trek episode, uh, Star Trek series. So again, I know this is very different, but, and I know I've mentioned that a bunch, but I just thank you all for, um, just listening, continue to listen and being with me throughout all of this. I know it's, is um, crazy to think that, um, the world's kind of under lockdown right now. And I know the U S where I'm at is the epicenter and we've locked down and all non-essential businesses have closed and people are still going out for some reason. So I just want you to remember guys that we'll make it through this and it'll be something crazy that we'll tell our grandchildren and that we'll never be able to drink Corona beer again. So, um, just remind you guys that, um, you can always hit me up on Instagram at Omega particle podcast, or email me at Omega particle podcast at gmail.com. I love hearing from you guys. It's great. Um, it's definitely awesome in these trying times. Um, shout out to LA and um, San, San Francisco, San Diego. I have a big base there and you guys have been great and all your feedback. And um, yeah, we'll see, see if these uh, episodes stay. I don't know. Uh, these kind of relaxed um, kind of roll with it. Unedited, no fancy um, sound effects or anything like that throughout the episode. So we'll see. But Again, I just want to thank you guys for listening and um, always remember now, second start of the right, straight on to morning.